Hey everyone and welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. I am your host Steve Cullum and we're here with another episode. This is episode 20 of the Student Ministry Podcast. We've been around for 20 episodes and I am so glad that you're here for another episode uh, and joining me today. Um, I, and today is actually a special episode because um, I, I don't actually have an interview today. We're not having a conversation today. This is actually just going to be me. And so I apologize if, if some of you are like, you know what, I, I don't want to just hear you the whole time. I, I apologize for that. Um, but I, but I've realized is that a lot of transitions have been going on in my life recently and uh, with new ministry and and being at my previous church for uh, for ten years and a lot of things I learned over those years and and used to talking about like you know I just haven't had a chance to really talk about what happened in those early years and how God brought brought me to to where I am now and so I thought you know. Let's just take some time and and dive in in my own story for a little bit, so that you guys get to know uh, a little more about me and and what God's been doing in my life, and and hopefully I have a few things that I can share with you as well. Uh, what God's taught me that that might also benefit you in your ministry as well. So um, we're going to do that today. But before we do that, um, we do want to thank our sponsors because our sponsors are awesome and and they really help this this ministry uh, of this podcast happen. So first of all, WorkCamp NE. W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P ne.com check out their website if you are in the, the the market looking for a mission trip opportunity for your students middle school and high school right in the united states then check out work camp ne they're great service project mission mission trips um my my previous mission uh, our ministry we we helped out with work camp for the whole 10 years that i was there and it was a great opportunity for our students to really get plugged in and and, and it's all within the Northeast. They have ventured out, and they've had um, this this year. They actually did the first one in Illinois, um, but they're also going to be all over the Northeast. And so, if if you're interested in in finding a, a mission trip opportunity for your students that you really think um, that we're you're just really looking for a, a place where they can serve others. And also get connected with God and with other people and other students their age. You've got to check out WorkCamp Any. So make sure you check them out. And we also we want to thank our other sponsor. It's a combined sponsorship between the National Network of Youth Ministries and Reach Youth New England. And uh, both of these ministries are awesome. Their, their their goal really is to connect youth workers together because we are better together. So if you're not connected with other youth workers in your area, you don't have that mutually um, beneficial relationship where you can pray for each other and partner with each other, make sure you check out their websites. The National Network uh, Youth Ministry uh, website is youthworkers.net. So make sure you check out that and and sign up and, and check out with what other youth workers are in your area. And then you can also check out reachyouthne.com if you're specifically in New England and you want to get connected with other youth workers. Reach Youth New England is another great resource. Make sure you get connected and uh, make sure you check out their websites and you know, just just give them some love because they've given us a lot of love here on the Student Ministry Podcast. All right. So with that being said, um, let's jump into my story. As, as many of you guys know that have listened to this podcast for a while, you know that we usually base this 
whole entire conversation, this podcast, around three different questions. And those questions are, are simply questions that where I have, I've realized that I ask a lot of times or other people are asking a lot of times when we meet together with other youth workers, when we're connecting with them in conferences or anything like that, we usually ask, you know, Hey, what's your story? What's God been doing in your life to bring you to the point where you are today? And then we start talking about our programming and our ministries. What's it look like? What are you doing there? What's working? What's not working? And then eventually the conversation gets to, Hey, what's God what has God taught you? Um, what what's working? Uh, what's not working again? But but also like what what would you do again if you could do it again? What would you do again? And what would you not do again? What's what are the things you've learned that you think you know you could pass on to other people? And that's usually where this whole entire conversation um, really revolves around um, in on the stu- the student ministry podcast. And so what I thought is I could kind of address those questions myself, um, interview myself, I guess, if you will, um, but also just kind of tell you a little more about um, my story and, and what, you know, how things really transpired to to get me to the point where I am today in that first question, because I think it's 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 been really interesting, especially lately, how God has brought me to to where I am uh, at this point in my life, and um, and a lot of times it's really surprising. So, I guess the the first thing I need to do is to kind of jump back, way back in time, and and talk about early life. Um, growing up, I was uh, in church all the time. Um, I'm very grateful for a family who prioritized church and and faith early on. And they made sure that I was in church, especially my grandparents. Uh, my parents, growing up, uh, were they were very involved with um, with church and everything. But but my dad was always um, working a lot of times, and so I ended up going to church a lot more with my grandparents. And both grandparents on both sides, my great grandparents, um, they were the ones that really made church a huge priority for me. And I'm very grateful for them. And really, there was only a, a short amount of time where I really stopped going to church. And I think it was. Just just because I got to that point, like fourth, fifth grade, where I just kind of got lazy. Um, I didn't want to get up on Sunday morning anymore. And so I kind of rebelled, I guess, if you will, and didn't really go to church as much at that point. But then um, it wasn't until probably about middle school, and I really started getting connected. And, and the church that I grew up in was a really small rural church in Southern Illinois. And um, it just, it wasn't really something that I was excited about, because there was a lot more elderly people there. Uh, they, they did have an active youth group at one point, but by the time I got into middle school, I was really the oldest uh, kid there. And so I think it was about eighth grade when a friend of mine uh, was going to church across town. And I stayed over at his house, and he invited me to come to church with him uh, the next day. And, and I went into his Sunday school class. I believe I was in ninth grade at this point. And I got to experience an entire class of other teenagers who are my age, around my age, who who were actually enjoying going to church. And this is a little bit larger of a church, and and it was really cool. And I immediately uh, just fell in love with the idea of youth group and and being a part of it. So I started making uh, that kind of taking steps to make that my home church, and really started going 
you know, very frequently with my friend to church and eventually just kind of made that switch and started going there on a regular basis, gotten plugged in, uh, in, in the youth ministry and, and just really, uh, fell in love with what church could be when I was finally in a place where I was able to, to really thrive in my faith and, and grow in my faith and, and have opportunities to serve. And that's really where God really grabbed my heart for ministry is when my youth minister gave me opportunities to serve. And you've heard me say this on previous podcasts when other youth ministers have said the same thing, um, that it's, it's my story because my youth minister gave me opportunities to serve. I fell in love with the idea of serving. I fell in love with the idea of youth ministry. And that's, that's where God put me on, why he put me on this path, because he, he grabbed my heart as a high school student. And so it was my, my grandfather, especially my, my mom's dad, who really played a, a huge role in my life. Um, up until he, his passing when I was in high school of cancer. And um, he was really there on a, on a constant basis um, in my life, but especially in the life of the church. And I saw what it really was like to, to live out uh, a life of, of servant leadership. Um, in my grandfather. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to serve and I got opportunities to serve. And and God started grabbing my heart for him what I thought what I was going to do within like the computer computer world and, and all that sort of thing, computer science or computer programming or, or engineering or whatever. And God started grabbing my heart and saying, no, no, I, I want you to, I want you to pursue student ministry instead. And so I enrolled in Lincoln Christian university and uh, Lincoln Christian college at the time. And I actually was the only uh, school that I applied to. Um, I just, I just knew that was where God wanted me to go. Uh, still in the back of my mind, I think I thought that I was only going to be there for a year or two, and then I was going to transfer out and be involved in student ministry, but not as my main career. But after I was there for like a, a semester, um, I knew exactly what God wanted me to do for the long haul. And so I went ahead and graduated with my Bachelor's of Arts uh, degree in, in youth ministry um, under Rondell Ramsey, uh, was my the head uh, youth ministry professor. And um, it was really cool to just really learn under him. And while I was there, um, I got opportunities to go and and uh, take mission trips to New England. And at the time, it was one of those things that I did not want to necessarily go to New England. <laughs> uh, I talk about WordCamp NE, and I'm saying, you know, take your students to the Northeast um, for mission trips. But at that time, I did not consider um, a mission trip in the, in the United States to even be something that I wanted to do. I was more ready to sign up to go overseas, um, like, you know, an inexperienced, immature uh, freshman in college. But God had other plans. And so when I, when I stepped out into Massachusetts to, to go on this mission trip, um, it was very eye-opening for me to see other parts of the country that did not know Jesus the way I knew Jesus. And did, they didn't have churches on every corner like I experienced uh, growing up in the Bible Belt in, in Southern Illinois. Um, and so that's when God really started to grab my heart for other parts of the country that, that were not as fortunate as I was growing up. And so... Uh, I went straight into to seminary. I went to Lincoln Christian Seminary and uh, pursued a degree focusing in, in youth and family counseling because I feel like, felt like that was something that God really wanted me to pursue in order to be a better listener, to be a better minister, uh, was to you know experience some some counseling uh, classes. And so 
uh, pursued a general ministry degree focusing in, in youth and family counseling. And along that way, uh, met my, my wife, or at that time, my future wife, and really uh just i fell in love obviously but um really it was it was an awesome experience for me to to see what life would could be like when when two hearts are beating in 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 sync for for lost especially teenagers and and young adults and so um before we got married though um opportunities arose and, and in new england and so there was a newer church uh that was in salem new hampshire rockingham christian church and the church was only about six years old at the time they just moved into a building that they were leasing in a warehouse space and they did not have a youth minister they hadn't had one and they were ready to hire their first full-time youth minister and uh, so, lo and behold, after a lot of you know interviews and everything, I ended up making that move from Illinois to uh, to Southern New Hampshire and um, to pursue uh, this first full time ministry. And I had done internships and I had done part time ministries and and all these other things, resident ministries back in Illinois. But this is my first, like I guess, really full time ministry. And I stepped into this church that had never really had a student ministry before. And it was both exciting, but also overwhelming because I didn't really know what I was doing. I was fresh out of school and had all these cool ideas, I thought, but really no clue on how to start a ministry. And uh, But God blessed it over time. And and we talk a lot about stats and, and different things. And, and one of my, my heart um, things that really affect my heart and, and really get my get me pumping, I guess, for my heart pumping for student ministry is when we start talking about these statistics of, of students that step away from their faith after they graduate from high school. And I hate those stats because because I think it really reflects upon the church and the student ministries because I think we could be doing a better job. And so I've always thought in my mind, like I've always said, you know, no matter what ministry I'm leading or what ministry I'm a part of, that I want to flip those statistics as much as I can to say, you know, we want more students to be uh, sticking with their faith after they graduate high school. And not only just sticking with their faith, but also to be leading out within the church and in their communities. And, um, and so that that's what my underlying goal was was to be when I was at Rockingham Christian Church was to build up a ministry that really helped students connect with God and and allowed them to to really find out who God was creating them to be and and empowered them and equipped them to to become that or to start to become that in the world around them. And so um, that's what we did. And so it was it was really cool. Like in the beginning days, we had, uh, you know, weeks where we had like one or two high school students and there was like three leaders. And, you know, many of you are you're sitting around and you know exactly what that's like to to go. And you don't even know if you're going to have any students um, on a particular night. But, you know, we had one or two students and and over time, God blessed it. And we were able to uh, eventually split the middle school and high school into two, two separate ministries because we had the resources to be able to do that. If you have the resources to do that, I highly encourage it because um, you're able to just accomplish so much more, I think, when they're apart. 
And there's lots of benefits and everything for them being a part as well. And you can really teach on different levels and all this different stuff. So over time, about five or six years into the ministry, six years into the ministry, I believe, uh, we were able to finally split the middle school and high school into separate ministries. And uh, that was a cool time. And and I remember even on our low nights, um, we would st- I would I would you know get frustrated and like, wow, where are all the students tonight? And then God would remind me. Like, hey, you know what? Um, the the number of your low number that you're upset about tonight, you would have been ecstatic if you had that many people like three years ago. So remember to to keep perspective. I think is one of the things that that God has always been teaching me to look back in the past. Don't don't dwell in the past, but look back and see where I have brought you. Um, God's saying to see where I've brought you. You know, I see what I've done over time, and don't forget. Um, that I have been with you the whole time and really blessing along the way. And so um, some of the things that we had done over the, those those 10 years at, at Rockingham Christian Church was um, I really believe in, in equipping and empowering um, other ministers. Um, and, and by that, I mean volunteers, volunteer leaders. Um, something that D- Doug Fields uh, told me like, I think it was in a book or or um, in a in a speech or or something that he gave at a, at a conference or something a long time ago. I remember him saying that one of the things that he he did early on in his ministry was he he told his his volunteer leaders his team to take his title, and that's something that has really stuck with me because I don't I'm not one for titles or anything like that, and so if we can really empower our leaders, like you know what you're not just a, a youth leader. You're not just a small group leader. You're not just a volunteer. You are also a student minister. You are also a youth minister. Um, take that title and and get empowered and, and equipped because of that title, and and go out and actually be that minister to those these students that that God has entrusted to you, and and you know really, I guess. Um, treat yourself as that minister. Don't just think of yourself as just a volunteer or whatever, because you're not just a volunteer. And so one of the things that that I always wanted to do was I wanted to create a ministry that people were excited to be a part of. Because I mean, I, we're biased, right? We're student ministry people. We're we're workers in in this in this youth ministry world. We think our ministry is the best because that's where we are. Because we think uh, we think this these these age groups, these middle school and high school students are those the crucial years, right? And so I wanted to have everybody on our team believing that that was the best ministry to be a part of in the church, and they knew why. And I wanted to create an environment uh, within that ministry where people wanted to be a part of it. And that was that was my big thing is like I knew early on I'm not a gifted recruiter, but but I knew that if we were able to create an environment and a ministry where people just wanted to be a part of, I wouldn't have to recruit anymore. My team would be recruiting their own workers, their own leaders that they wanted to serve alongside. And I'd be having people knocking on my door saying, I can't wait to be a part of what you're doing in those students' lives. How can I be a part of that? And 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 not to my credit at all. Um, I, I don't think it was me necessarily. I think I was just following God had put on my heart. But And, and I was just fortunate to be a part of it. But those were the things that were happening um, near the end of those 10 years where I spent at Rockingham Christian Church. And it was such an exciting thing to be a part of. 
And so I say all that to say that um, I got to this point where, and you know, a, few, a couple months ago, where all of a sudden God's saying uh, to me, "I think I, I have another place for you," and uh, and I had no clue what he was about to do, but uh, he was preparing me and my wife uh, long before we actually knew what he was going to be doing. Um, and and now looking back, we see all the pieces that have lined up and, and see the where, see where he has really blessed in a lot of ways and just put put things together that we could have never put together ourselves. And, uh, and so a few months ago, uh, I started in conversations with uh, the church where I am now, uh, LifeBridge Christian Church in Longmont, Colorado. And it's an awesome church. It's been around for 126 years this year, um, 127, I think maybe this year, uh, a lot longer than my, my past church, which is was started in 2001. Uh, but there were, there's some areas in, in the student ministry that needed some help. And, and God kept saying to me, um, and my wife and I, Hey, um, I think the, the feeling that I got that God was really saying was, was this, Hey, you've done, you've done a good job here at, at RCC. You've, you've built a strong ministry. You've allowed me to work through you. Um, cause I'm, I'm acknowledging it definitely wasn't me. It was me being able to do what God wanted to do through me. Uh, and, and he was saying, you know what, I, it's coming to a close. I, I, I have something else for you and, uh, you've done a good job here. Now I've got some, somewhere else where I want to send you so you can help them out. And, and that was a hard, hard thing. I mean, when we're, when you're talking about transition and ministry, I mean, I've always, my, my youth minister was there is still at his church. It's still my home church that I went to and I fell in love with youth ministry. And, and I really got plugged into the, the youth group when I was in high school. Um, he's still there. I'm pretty sure he's like going on 30 years there. And that was what was in my head, really longevity. Like the only way to really make an impact on students and families' lives is to are to is to really just be there for a long time, because I think again stats um, churches that that have experienced youth ministry turnover, you know youth ministries that youth ministers that have only been there for eighteen years or eighteen months, sorry eighteen months, and there's just turnover and turnover. Um, that's hard on a church, and that's hard on students. And, and it's gotta be hard on the youth ministers as well. And I'm not, I'm not coming down on you. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been in those situations and, and you've been the person that's been at churches for, for 18 months or, or less, um, I know that there's a lot of things that go into that, but I, but I also know that it takes time to really build a ministry and, and build relationships and, and I was able to to experience that at my last church, being there for ten years. And I think even in, I guess, I didn't even experience like a lot of of growth in that ministry until I was able to be there for like three or four years. I mean, I wasn't seeing a lot of things changing and a, and a lot of not more students coming and, and families, you know, really changing their attitudes and their, and their, their way of life and their faith and growing and all that stuff until I was there like three or four years. And so to, to only experience, you know, a, a youth minister, you know, to only lead it for like, you know, a year or two and then move on, it's just hard. So I say all that to say that like my, my examples have always been stay there for a long time. 
And so that was my plan. And then God says, nope, I'm going to move you uh, to another place after these 10 years. And so um, it was hard. It was incredibly hard to leave those people, uh, to leave the relationships that I had built over 10 years. We were able to see uh, several students um, enter into our ministry and graduate and enter into our ministry and graduate. And my wife started with a group of sixth grade girls after we got married and and she was able to see those students graduate um, this past year and and just really stay with them through the long haul all the way from sixth to 12th grade. And it was it was just incredible. And the relationships that you build up over those times are just so strong and so amazing and so rich. And, and it's, it goes beyond just church. It was family. And, and I think in many ways, I was able to see the church acting like they were in Acts too. And, and not to say we were perfect at it because we we're far from perfect at it. We had a lot of room to grow, but it was really cool seeing people come together. And we went through hard times together and the church rallied around us. And then and then to, to think about it and to process the fact that God was going to call me to move my wife and I uh, across the country uh, to start a new ministry, um, it, while exciting, it was overwhelming because it was something new and something that we hadn't experienced and in a new part of the country where I had never lived and my wife had only visited like many times, but but we didn't know what we were really getting into and we we were excited about the possibilities but at the same time we were leaving the comfort uh, of a strong ministry that we had been a part of for for many years and so um my ministry there uh, was, you know, like I said, we were able to, to eventually split middle school and high school. So when we were, when I started off, we started with middle school and high school together combined at, at four o'clock in the afternoon. And to be honest with you, I didn't like it at all. And eventually we moved it to Sunday night and we experienced a lot of growth at that point. Uh, a lot more consistency because students were available um, more often to come. And so um, we saw some growth and everything moved it when we moved it from six to eight o'clock on Sunday nights. Uh, we weren't doing anything on Sunday mornings because um, we just didn't have the space to do anything for students on Sunday mornings. So it was just really a Sunday night ministry. And that was it. And uh, over time, we, we ended up splitting the ministry. And so we moved a middle school ministry to Wednesday night. And we included fifth graders in that middle school ministry, which is a little uh, more unusual, I guess, um, because a lot of times when churches do that, they have a fifth and sixth grade ministry and a seventh and eighth grade ministry. But we didn't have the space or the personnel to pull that off. And so we, we had a fifth through eighth grade ministry on, on Wednesday nights from 630 to 8 o'clock and a high school ministry, um, ninth through 12th grade on Sunday nights from six to eight o'clock. And both ministries essentially look the same, um, both large group experience and small group experiences, but, but the details look differently. Um, so Sunday night with high school, it was really a, a ministry that, that mirrored uh, a worship experience. Uh, when we had a student band, uh, that was really rocking at different times. I mean, we had some students that were just that were just really, really good. And uh, so we had a really cool worship experience there. We had some games and everything and large group teaching. We we uh, broke for snacks. We, we did snacks within it because it was something they'd always done. Um, we eventually got uh, small groups responsible for bringing snacks each week and serving and cleaning up. So we rotated um, the snack responsibilities. 
but in middle school on on Wednesday nights. Um, oh, sorry, back on high school, um, and then they went to also small groups, and so small groups is a huge part of our our high school ministry um, and our middle school ministry. But we got extra time in small groups at high school. But within middle school ministry on on Wednesday nights, um, we called it the middle um, because it wasn't technically a middle school ministry. It was in the middle of the week and it was kind of play off the TV show, and so we called it the middle. And um, it was they were in uh, their groups all night long from the whole the whole hour and a half. And so we started off around tables. Um, we had round tables for every small group. And that got all the leaders in the groups early on, and it really started to bond those those groups together. We actually, in the beginning, we allowed the students to kind of like get gravitate to whatever group they wanted to, and kind of left it free. But we were realizing that relationships weren't happening like we wanted them to, and so we all of a sudden started splitting our groups uh, up. Uh, ourselves and, and putting leaders in charge of each group. And we started realizing there was a lot more relationships that started building at that point. So all of our groups from middle school to high school are all uh, based on sex and age uh, or grade. And so we had, um, you know, we, some of the, some of the grades were combined because some were smaller than others and everything. And we were in a, you know, a smaller church. Um, so we, we needed to combine at times um, based on resources and personnel and all that other stuff. But so we had five, uh, small groups for our our middle um, program on Wednesday nights. And so they were in there during games. A lot of times we do um, big games that weren't, didn't involve the tables, but a lot of times we did involve the tables. And then they were in there during the teaching times. And we had a very interactive teaching with middle school. And then we had small group discussion at the very end. And uh, that, that small group discussion for them was really just like 25, 30 minutes. But the high school really got closer to an hour um, on Sunday nights. So um, middle school ministry um, was able to experience small groups where we really took it really deep into high school ministry. And and that's what we really did. And some of the, the other things that we did there um, that I really loved, I loved our our um, the things that we did after high school a lot. We like I've talked about work camp NE. We did service projects and, and stuff like that that really got them plugged in. We had the student band and students were serving in all aspects of the church all throughout um, Sunday morning. That was one of the benefits of not having programming on Sunday morning was that students were involved in kids ministry. They were involved in greeting. They were involved in the band on on stage. They're involved in tech. They're involved in uh, all these other aspects of the ministry on on a Sunday morning. And so that was really cool. But the other aspect uh, that they were, our ministry that I really, really enjoyed was what happened at graduation and then after graduation. Because as I said earlier, we really wanted to turn those statistics on their head and, and keep students involved in their church, involved in their faith, and growing and leading. And so that's one of the reasons why we really stressed uh, service, both within the church and outside the church. Our students love to serve, and it was awesome to see what God did through them uh, when they were serving, because they wanted to bring their friends along when they were serving. So when we got to be ready for graduation, a few years ago, we started this uh, this ministry night. Um, and we, we just basically called it a senior banquet. That's really all it was. And, and it started out as this, this banquet idea. We wanted to do something nice for our graduates and, and their families and really just bless them as they go on. And this idea of blessing actually started rising 
a little higher and higher as we started looking at what that night could look like. And we took the, the blessing challenge um, that is, has been a thing out there, and we applied it to that night. And so not only did the students and their families come in and they had an awesome night around their tables, the decorated tables, the each of the families decorated uh, their own tables, their centerpieces for their own graduates, which was really cool. Uh, but the families, the parents also were able to, to write and present a blessing to their graduate that night. And it was a really emotional time. It's a really cool moment that we were able to create there. And then after uh, graduation, they go off to college and everything. We started this Adopt-A-College student ministry that was really an evolution of something that my youth minister had done with us when we were in high school, in middle school and high school. But I, I kind of took it and my wife and I had um, changed it a little bit and to apply to college students because we really wanted our students to feel like their home church was still their home church, that we still cared for them and loved them. And so we started this ministry that that uh, simply put a an adopted family, an adopted student with an adopting family within the church in an anonymous relationship um, where these families would pray for their student and send them care packages and cards and encouragements on behalf of the church, not just their family, but on behalf of the church. That's why it was anonymous, and it was a really cool opportunity for them to do that. And and we just we we set it all up, and then we seriously just sat back and watched God work. And it was really cool to just hear the stories after story about what God was doing when He provided it just the right time. And and maybe I'll actually I'll probably write a blog post about this at some point, just sharing uh, some of the the really cool stories about what God had done through our adopt a college student ministry there. And, um, so those are some of the things that I was really, really excited about in our ministry there. And, and then God says, okay, it's, it's time to move you on to, to Colorado. And so we're honestly still figuring out what life is like here and trying to figure out ministry here. I've only been here a month. And I think one of the biggest things that I'm experiencing now is, is, and what I would like to share with other people as well is to give yourself patience. Um, that's something that I have to remind myself over and over and over again is to give myself patience. Like I think I'm really good at giving, uh, showing patience to other people, but a lot of times I'm not patient with myself because I look back at my ministry um, that I think was pretty successful. I mean, I, I wasn't by any means like the youth ministry of, you know, uh, you know, the best youth ministry in the world or anything like that. No, I didn't have, you know, churches or other, you know, book companies or whatever, you know, come and flock into our church and asking all these questions about, you know, how did you do this? Because it's amazing or anything like that. But I felt like it was a pretty uh, significant ministry and we were really making an impact in our community. And, um, and so to, to leave that and to move on, um, it's, it's hard because, and many, maybe you've experienced this as well, because I saw the, the success we had and I saw the, the relationships that we had built over time. And now I look back and I go, wow, I want to create that 
here. And I think, you know, I, I believe that God will create that here, but it's going to take time because it took 10 years to build up to that. And, and I think a lot of times what I catch myself wanting to do is I want to do it in 10 days or 10 months, you know, and, and I needed to, to give myself patience and, and say, and remind myself, Hey, okay, Steve, um, God took a long time to build that in New Hampshire. Um, what, what makes you think it's going to happen overnight here in Colorado? It's going to take some time, um, to build it up. And there's a lot of people here that, that have been through a lot of turnover within student ministry at, at LifeBridge and, and there's a lot of relationships that need repaired and in equipping and pow- and empowering, um, our student, uh, leaders, our, our adult leaders and, and people within the church to, to kind of rebuild this ministry and it will take time. And I think that's something that I have to always remind myself about is, you know, give yourself patience, keep trusting God. Um, remember what he did in the past, but look forward to the future and, um, keep pressing on because you know, you know, God's track record, you know, that he's helped so many other ministries. He's done this many, many, many times, and he's going to do great things for, through you as well in the coming years. But, but it's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take uh, faith. It's going to take trust and it's, it's going to happen over time and it's going to take some patience along the way. And so, um, that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm currently learning and that I wanted to pass on with you. So maybe, maybe you're in a, in a place like that and, and hopefully it helps to, for you to hear that it's going to happen. It's going to be great, but it's going to take some time. Be patient with yourself. As long as, as you know, you're being patient with other people, make sure you turn that back to yourself as well. Uh, because God wants to do great things, but, a lot of those things do take time. They don't happen overnight. Um, sometimes God does stuff overnight, and it's awesome, and it's amazing. But a lot of times it, it, it takes time. And so to be patient with yourself as as God works. And I think the other thing that many of my other guests have, have shared um, over the last year and a half of doing this podcast is is be consistent. Um, be in your ministry as long as you can be. I know there's a lot of things that that are hard and a lot of things that are out of your control and a lot of things that would drive someone to to jump around to another church um, or to to quit a ministry early on or or whatever and and I know those are legitimate things and so I don't mean to to downplay them or anything but as long as you can stay at your church as long as God wants you there stay there be consistent. Keep pouring into those families because it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. A lot of things don't, like like I already said, they don't happen overnight. And and so you need to be there consistently pouring into those families and showing them that you care and you're willing to be there for the long haul and to, to really make a difference. And so um, that's my biggest, I guess, two uh tips to pass on to, to other youth workers is, is to just give yourself patience and, and remain in there as long as you can, because God's doing a great work. Um, but, but so many times, um, you, you've got to, you've got to wait and you've got to see it out. Um, and that's going to take months, years down the line. And sometimes you may not even still see the, the, the ultimate fruit of your labor, but but it's going to happen, and it's really cool. I think I think that's the biggest thing that that I never I think realized 
what God was going to to allow me to experience when I was in high school and kind of thinking about student ministry and going off to Bible college. I never realized the the experiences that God was going to give me that that really just make it all worth it. When you see a student that that really just falls in love with Jesus and they get it and they want to help others to do the same. Um, students that are making a significant difference in their schools around them and making a significant difference in their families and their and their best friends and their siblings and they're just really falling in love with with God and, and the church and, and what he's gonna do in their life and just sit back and watch and think, Wow, God, you allowed me to play this small little role in in, in seeing that happen. And and for that I am so grateful to to be a part of, of this thing we call student ministry. I'm glad that you're a part of it as well. I don't know what role you play. Maybe you are a full-time uh, student pastor. Maybe you are a, a volunteer that can is tr- really struggling to even stay committed. Maybe you're somewhere in between. Um, thank you so much for what you do for the kingdom of God, for students, for their families, for the local church. Um, thank you so much for being on this team with me and, and especially with God uh, together in this. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I hope I hope this was beneficial for you. I, I know I, I feel like I just rambled on for like 35 minutes and there's a lot of, of my story and maybe maybe I'll do this again sometime and, and kind of share the things that God has been teaching me here in my new ministry. Um, we are in the process of like starting some new programs and changing things and and it goes against like what I've been taught and what I believe to change to not like I don't want to change things when I step in, but the church was already in the middle of changing things and I'm just like, okay, I'm jumping in and we're changing things with it and it's it's crazy and I'm learning so much and even in this like month that I've been here. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll do another one of these at some point where I just kind of share the new things that I'm learning, but I also write on my blog, um, stevecullum.com. So you can check that out and you can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Cullum. Um, I would love to, to hear more about your industry. And if you have questions, um, that's one of the cool things that I think I would love for, for this, this student ministry podcast to, to step into in the future are questions. So if you have them, make sure you send them my way. We are actually, uh, the, stu- the podcast is on uh, Twitter now. So it's Stu Men Pod, S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D. So all of it's abbreviated, Stu Men Pod. And so be sure to follow us there as well. And if you have any questions for the podcast or you have other people that I should interview or like, man, this is an awesome youth worker. You should be able to, you should get this person on the, on the show at some point. Um, make sure you do contact me and I would love to, to hear your comments, um, and all that stuff. And, and if you enjoy this podcast, if you love hearing these conversations and hearing what's going on in the student ministry world, please be sure to share it with other people and also leave a positive comment on any of those podcatchers out there like iTunes or uh, Stitcher or TuneIn or whatever out there. Um, make sure you do leave a positive comment. That just helps other people to find this podcast. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. Um, but thank you so much to our sponsors again, the National Network of Youth Ministries, Reach Youth New England, and uh, WorkCamp NE. Um, awesome sponsors. Make sure you check out their websites. And um, thank you so much for tuning in to another Student Ministry Podcast, episode 20. Um, we're so grateful for 
for your continued um, listening and sharing it. And uh, we'll be back again next month with another conversation about student ministry. Until then, may God bless your ministry.